Welcome, listeners, to this Vetfolio podcast, the third in our four-part series on the heart of the matter, canine cardiology today, underwritten in part by Beringer Ingelheim Medica, who strives to provide value through innovation as the global leader in animal health. This episode features Dr. Kevin Christensen, a veterinary graduate of Kansas State University and a cardiology trained at the University of Pennsylvania. Dr. Christensen is a board-certified veterinary cardiologist who works as a senior scientist in research and development for Barrier Ingelheim Vet Medica, Inc. For more information, visit bi-vetmedica.com. My name is Matthew Lyon. I'll be serving as your host, and I'd like to welcome you again to The Heart of the Matter, Canine Cardiology Today, the third in our four-part podcast series about how today's Progressive clinics can diagnose and treat canine heart disease and heart failure. Throughout the series, we'll touch on the importance of long-term care for older dogs, the breeds most susceptible to heart failure, and how we can help pet owners become a productive part of the care team. In our first and second episodes, we tackled canine cardiology, heart disease, and CHF by defining the disease and what we're up against. We discussed risk factors and, of course, effective best practices for diagnosis and treatment. Today is all about an appreciation for the sometimes forgotten member of the CHF care team, the pet owner. We're joined again today by our friend, Dr. Christensen. Dr. Christensen has spent the last 10 years as a veterinary cardiologist and is currently a senior scientist in research and development, pharmaceutical, clinical development at Beringer Ingelheim Vet Medica, Inc. Welcome back, Kevin. Hey there. Hey, so pet owners, we love them, but there's no way to sugarcoat this. Sometimes a veterinarian pet owner interactions can feel transactional. You know, most times they come in when a pet isn't feeling well, and whether it's because of time constraints or other legitimate reasons, we may treat the animal without the kind of one-on-one counseling and relationship building that the pet owner that we might truly desire, especially when it comes to long-term care. Long-term care illnesses, as tough and emotionally draining as they can be for all involved, could be a golden opportunity to not only provide the best care for the pets, but also create an environment of mutual trust. True. Long-term care tells us that we'll be working closer with the client than, say, for a routine checkup or vaccination protocol. The owner has just discovered their beloved pet is seriously ill. The diagnosis may have them at a point of despair. Here's our chance as veterinary professionals to offer solutions, especially in the case of canine congestive heart failure. Kevin, the pet owner will probably want to know what their options are, and as we've been discussing with CHF, if caught early enough, outcomes can sometimes be dramatically improved with the right therapies and medications. Again, we're not trying to offer false hope. We know there's no definitive cure for CHF, and we should always be honest with our clients about that prognosis. But we can hopefully offer meaningful encouragement. 
proven treatment protocols and a partnership that may help extend the dog's life. Kevin, making the pet owner part of the care team can go a long way to ensuring compliance. That's true. So how do we start to make those inroads? As veterinary professionals, we need to have stronger hand in helping pet owners be more informed about CHF. We can't leave this critical part of the care cycle entirely to the Internet. We should be having substantive and ongoing conversation with our clients, helping them to understand the CHF signs. This is particularly important for owners of breeds or sizes that are at risk for CHF, like giant and toy breeds. Questions the client should be thinking about are, what should they expect as the condition progresses? What possible treatment options are available? Based on the severity of the dog's heart disease, how will treatment success be defined? How long might it prolong his or her life? And what are the side effects of treatment? Kevin, you mentioned goals, and I'd like to pursue that a little bit more. Can you help by defining treatment goals? Yes. Once the pet owner becomes more knowledgeable about CHF and the therapies available, you can better work with them to set goals and expectations. And we can better prepare our clients for their role as caregivers. Taking the time to help our clients figure out their place in the protocol can empower them while making them feel they're doing everything they can do to help their pet. And we're reducing the inevitable surprises that pop up along the way. Now, Kevin, we talked about the signs of CHF in detail in Episode 2, but it might be helpful to touch on that again. Sure. And it's important for pet owners to pick up on these signs. Remember, signament is crucial when diagnosing CHF in dogs. In particular, it is important to assess age, breed, history, changes in behavior, breathing, and past ailments such as heartworms. There are materials available from companies like Behringer Ingelheim Vimetica Incorporated that do a great job of helping you educate pet owners about a variety of chronic conditions like CHF. Can you talk about the resting respiratory rate? Yes, otherwise known as RRR. Pet owners play a huge role here because they should be keeping track of how their dog is breathing. And RRR is the number of times the dog breathes per minute while relaxing or sleeping. It can help identify changes in breathing. There's even an app to help pet owners record and track this rate. So, Kevin, in your opinion, would including the client in the development of the treatment plan be essential? Absolutely. Because we as veterinary professionals aren't going to be in the home, and that's where many of the important steps in compliance take place. These are responsibilities in which the owner must be active, consistent, and engaged. So how would you explain the veterinarian's role in the treatment plan to the pet owner? We discussed the stages of CHF, that being A, B, C, and D, in detail in Episode 1. We should reiterate that every step 
that the main goal of treatment is to reduce clinical signs of CHF to improve and extend life. While there is no cure for CHF, there are current cardiac treatment protocols for dogs exhibiting clinical signs of CHF that will also include medications. Now, Kevin, we discussed medication protocols in episodes one and two, right? Right. Using triple therapy approach in dogs at the first sign of congestive heart failure by using diuretics, such as furosemide, to reduce fluid accumulation in the lungs, ACE inhibitors to reduce vascular resistance, and vetmedin to reduce preload, afterload, and increase cardiac output. Now, Kevin, a pet owner may not need to go to a canine cardiologist for the treatment of CHF. Is that right? You're correct, Matthew. CHF treatment can usually be undertaken without consulting a canine heart specialist, but we should always keep an open dialogue with the pet owner about whether we think a referral is a good idea, especially in complex cases. So wrapping up here, if you had to get across three key points to a pet owner about CHF, what would you say to them? Three things. Well, number one, I'd want them to know that heart disease, especially atrioventricular valvular insufficiency or AVVI, is slowly progressive. So it can remain asymptomatic for years and some dogs never progress to CHF. Number two, they need to remember to bring in their dogs for regular follow-ups at this stage, which includes repeat thoracic radiographs to look for signs of disease progression, such as cardiac enlargement, so that we can identify those patients that will progress as soon as possible. Number three, Pet owners need to know they can be a great help in identifying early warning signs of CHF progression, but they need to know what to look for and not to confuse these signs for benign changes, such as those associated with aging. All important points. Thank you. And do we have time for a fourth? Of course. If the pet owner seems to be in doubt, don't be afraid to suggest they get a second opinion. It's their pet, after all. Sometimes it helps for the owner to hear the diagnosis confirmed by multiple sources, including a board-certified cardiologist. It could reaffirm the diagnosis and help the dog owner understand the severity of this disease and the treatment options available to fight it. Wow, how time flies, Kevin. We've come to the end of another great podcast. Thank you again for joining us for this session. My pleasure. Be sure to catch our fourth and final episode where we'll dive just a bit deeper into the pet owner's role in CHF treatment and the tools that make the labor of love a lot easier. Thanks for listening to Heart of the Matter Canine Cardiology Today. Before you leave, here's some important safety information about vetmedin. Use only in dogs with clinical evidence of heart failure due to AVVI or DCM. The most common side effect reported in field studies were poor appetite, lethargy, diarrhea, dyspnea, azotemia, 
weakness, and ectoxia. This has been Heart of the Matter Canine Cardiology Today, underwritten by Barrier Ingelheim Vet Medica. Be sure to catch every episode of the series on vetfolio.com. And for more information about VetMedin, visit bi-vetmedica.com. Well, listeners, that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in for this VetFolio podcast.